Hello, and welcome to another bonus episode of Leather Talk with Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. Before we get started, I just wanted to give a huge thank you to my very good friend and this week's special guest host for the Leather Talk Zoom party, Don Mike. Yay! If you didn't know already, each week we have a release party over Zoom for listeners that are 18 years and older. This gives our audience a chance to meet the guests of the show each week and is really a time for us to connect enjoy each other's company, and to talk about leather and kink. Now, if you've heard this episode before, then that probably means that you are a Patreon member. Thank you so much to all of the patrons already supporting the podcast. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a platform which helps support the podcast monetarily. Being a Patreon member also comes with its perks. By supporting the podcast each month, Members receive weekly early access to podcast episodes, exclusive access to bonus episodes like the one you're about to hear in just a moment. And my favorite part of the Patreon is that there is very limited censorship. Yes, that's right. All of the risque material that I cannot post on other social media platforms because it will get taken down (laughs) is available on Patreon. So if you want access to all of that and more, please go check it out. You can find my page by going to patreon.com and searching for Leather Talk Mr. Bullet. Now, this week is all about the very taboo fetish known as ABDL. And if you haven't heard of ABDL before, now is the time to consider what you are about to hear with an open mind and an open heart. If you are sensitive towards listening to topics about age play or role play, then this may not be the episode for you. Nevertheless, I hope that those who do stick around to listen may have an informative, educational, and enlightening experience, looking into the kink world from possibly a new lens. So let's sit back, relax, and get ready for some more Leather Talk. I miss you too. <laughs> um, so, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Well, I was gonna say it's so funny because you just said we're gonna call it, you know, ABDL with Dawn, and I can't even have a cool ABDL name because the only ABDL name I would have would be Baby Donnie, and there is a Baby Donnie. Oh, there so, is, <laughs> and he's he's fucking awesome, and I love him, so I can't even like try to steal his name. Well, what would be your <laughs> ABDL name? <laughs> I'm just me, you know me. I mean, I have a pup name, but I, you know, for me, I just everyone knows me as Dawn. So right. Dawn. <laughs> it's a universal. And Donnie is what my mother calls me, and I'm like, no, that'd be weird. I don't know. That's kind of cute. <laughs> she still calls me at some times. <laughs> so, I mean, by the time this episode airs, we'll have had the the virtual Pride uh, videos will probably have been aired already on, on TV and stuff. Um, and we'll be world famous. And we'll be world famous. No, I don't think so. <laughs> we'll be world famous in Poland. <laughs> yeah, maybe in Poland. <laughs> That's a line from uh, Mel Brooks. Not Mel Brooks. Uh, well, it was used in a Mel Brooks movie. Anyway, I, I digress. 
Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about that before we get going, because that, that's been like the most recent thing that we've done together. And so like Fight and WeHoville were putting on like a virtual pride and, and reached out and mm-hmm. they were like, oh, can can you have a co-host? And I was like, um, yeah, like fucking Don would be great. Oh, <laughs> yay. Uh, I just feel like we have like this great energy together. And like, like I said before on your episode, you are like my fairy godfather. So <laughs> fairy dog father. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about that whole process? It was fun. It was a lot more work because I thought we were just going to flip on Zoom and talk. And it was like we had scripts and we had to have proper lighting and extra cameras. But but when all was said and done, I, I'm very pleased. I think we did a good job and, and I'm very proud of us. And it was a lot of fun. You know, it's so funny because I have people reach out to me and they're like, hey, Brennan, like, I have a novel idea. Like, why don't you do video as well? And like, I've always thought I already spend like 15 hours a week editing audio. I don't know if I could do video. <laughs> and this just totally confirmed it for me. because <laughs> It's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. But no, I also have to, I also just have to add when we started it, it was just going to be like just a cute little pride thing. And then when, when black lives matter, uh, when the protests started, um, it took on a very serious turn and I really have to hand it to the fight and WeHoVille for stepping up and not trying to go through with just the fun little silly pride thing while all this really important, not that pride isn't important. It is very important, but with something going on and having to, um, you know, want to talk to people, uh, black people who have been going through this and where they're, you know, their place in the leather community or how they feel in the leather community and all that. I thought it was really important to address that. And I love that we were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, um, I don't know. I don't know if we can say his name, but I guess our producer, you could say Mm -hmm. for our segment, at least for our videos um, at first was like, well, this is just sort of supposed to be like a lighthearted thing. And when all this came around, we were like, well, there are real issues at hand, like that we need to talk about. And uh, it was really great that, you know, that was kind of opened up to us and we were, I don't want to say allowed, but, you know, given the go ahead to kind of get a little bit more serious. Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole uh, production team and the, the fight in WeHoVille, they all stepped up. We're like, we're not just going to do like a floofy little fun pride thing. We're going to do, you know what I mean? So it, it became yeah. like the central issue of the whole thing. And I really like that. I'm very proud of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I think it turned out pretty well. If you haven't taken a look at it, I don't know if we'll have access to it, but I'll try to post it on like the Patreon page or something like that for listeners to go and check out or, um, yeah. So, but anyways, Dawn, today we are here to talk about ABDL. What's that? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) You're supposed to be the expert. (laughs) So, okay. Let's, let's talk about a little bit. What does that mean? What does it stand for? So ABDL stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lover, and it is, it's, it's hard to distill it down to one simple explanation, but at its core, it, it starts out as sort of as a, as a diaper fetish. So DL, which are diaper lovers, are the people who fetishize diapers. They fetishize the wearing of them and everything about them and the smell and the texture. And, you know, it turns them on just to have a diaper on. And then they like to hang out with other people who also share that that interest. And then AB, adult baby, those are people who engage in age play. So they are into getting into the entire headspace of being a certain age. And in 
adult baby, even though that's what we use, it's almost outdated because a lot of people have switched over to the term age play because it's not necessarily about being a baby per se. Some do like to be in that headspace of being a baby. Some like to be a child, a toddler. Some even go as far as being a teenager. Hmm. And uh, not all of them wear diapers. So it's sort of almost become its own thing. And back in the day, from what I understand, it used to be that there was a huge wall between the ABs and the DLs. And nowadays, it's sort of like open to everybody. So a lot of people see themselves as being somewhere in the middle, which is okay. where I see myself. Well, before we get into like all of the details and the ins and outs of that, um, let's talk a little bit about you and your personal experience with it. Like, So when did you first get into it? Or when did you first become curious about it? Um, I'm kind of a latecomer to this. It's interesting. A lot of people I talk to, uh, a majority of people I talk to, um, it starts at a very young age. You know, some of them even uh, a few years after they get out of diapers and they, you know, either have a, a family member or a cousin or they're with a sibling who's babysitting and they discover diapers somewhere and they kind of, a lot of people have like stolen them or they've found ways to make their own and they try to get back into diapers and it, it's become like a lifelong thing for them until they grow up and they discover that there's actually this community. For me, it's very different. Um, I, I was very sheltered as a child and I am the youngest in my family. So I was never around diapers when I was younger and I didn't really have that fascination with them. But then, um, and, and even my coming out was a very long involved process. So um, by the time I hit 30, I had been living in Pittsburgh. I moved to LA and I started exploring the leather scene. And a few years after getting into leather, I was introduced to a guy who actually lived right down the street from me. Um, I was introduced to him by a leather daddy that we were both friends with, and he was ABDL. And he was the first person I'd ever met. I mean, I'd heard of it, I'd seen it on TV, but you know, like a lot of fetishes, things that are, are, are put on TV are usually sensationalized. Even today, a lot of stuff you see online and on TV about ABDL is very like, they take the most extreme people a lot of times, and they always try to make it very exaggerated. And I think it's the stuff where we ourselves make the content where we represent ourselves a little better. And I'm so happy to be on this show talking about this. Um, so yeah, so when I was younger and I saw the stuff on TV, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then I got involved in leather and I met this friend of mine and he taught me all about what ABDL was about. And uh, this was probably like around 2004, 2005. And then I was so involved in puppy play at the time. And I honestly don't know if I was just too inhibited to expand my interests or to admit even that I was curious enough to try it. Um, so we would have these really great philosophical discussions about pup headspace and age play headspace. And I realized they were very, very similar. I think at the time I just was not ready to, like I, I was outside of the box, but I didn't want to go that far outside of the box. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until somewhere about like 2012, 2013 that I got curious to actually start trying it and what it was. Um, I was on FetLife looking around at profiles and I started noticing a bunch of my leather friends had these sort of almost secret profiles on FetLife where they were in diapers and they were talking about their interest in ABDL. And I think something really just clicked with me like, oh, I guess I can do this. Like I can be into leather and be ABDL. And I think I had never thought that I could or I was too 
worried people wouldn't be able to accept it or I would get made fun of or whatever. So it was when I started seeing people actually doing it that I knew I kind of, my curiosity was peaked and I started exploring it. And once I started exploring it, that was it. Like it just, it it resonated so strongly with me. And I kind of thought it was new at the time. And uh, my friend Pug pointed out to me that way back when I had first had that, that first friend that explained everything, Ever since then, if you looked at my Tumblr, every once in a while you would see a picture of a boy in diapers. <laughs> so it's, it's been an interest for a really long time, and it's just sort of manifested in the past six or seven years. That's so interesting. And I, I love that you said, you know, that by the time, like one, once you saw some of your friends or people that you knew or acquainted with in diapers, you kind of gave yourself permission for those of us that don't have friends that are into this or, or don't have a community around us, I mean, what would be your message to those to those people? Is it easy enough to just say, dive right in? I mean, you know what? In this day and age, there's so much information out there and there's so many ways to explore that I think if you have an interest in something, you know, as long as it's not illegal or you're not hurting anybody, I say just go for it. You mm-hmm. know, and if it's even just a matter of going to, I mean, we all sort of laugh at the uh, drugstore brand of adult diapers, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because they don't hold a lot. They're really meant for accidents, not for long term wear. And so it's kind of like, well, it's like the training wheels of ABDL. If you're going to try it, try, you know, go get the cheap ones. You get it at the, at the, well, they're not that cheap, but the ones you get at the, the drugstore, try them on and see how it makes you feel. And if you feel something, then by all means, dive right into it, you know, but I think it's worth trying totally. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because the first time I encountered this concept, it was actually on a a TV show. I think it was on TLC or something. And it was supposed to be like a funny show. And like, I think it was called like my crazy ex or something like Mm -hmm. that. And the funny thing is, is that's the first time I was introduced to furries and ABDL. Because at the end of it, you know, they kind of, you know, unfortunately make fun of these people. And at the time I was like 12 or 14 or something like that. And I'm like, like, what the heck? Like somebody's dressed up like in a diaper and acting like a baby. And he's like 45. Like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the first time I saw it, it was a show called The Phil Donahue Show, which was from the 70s and 80s and into the 90s. And this was like the early 90s. My friend's like, you have to see this. And, And of course, they filmed everybody like with the fisheye lens to make them look really exaggerated and grotesque. And, you know, they did the whole set with giant, you know, uh, like a big playpen and a big hobby horse and stuff. So of course it was meant to be as shocking as possible. Right. You know, and then the people were talking about it and they were, they, I'm sure they, I don't remember it as well. I can't find it on YouTube, but I'm sure they were really great people. But of course it, when you're doing a show like that and you're trying to shock people, you go for the most extreme personalities. And I just think I know so many people who would be great to have in an interview or on a TV show who are just like, yeah, this is my thing. This is what I do. And it's a lot of fun. And it's not shocking, but it's interesting. But they don't want interesting. They want shocking. So right. they always go for the extreme characters. They want the shock value. Well, um, so let me ask you this. So this is more of like an identity thing versus a sexual thing, or do they kind of play into each other? It's both, you know, and it's, it's, it's like this with furry 
and the pup community also is that there are some people who take it where it's a very nurturing and safe space for some people they actually find it kind of therapeutic to give up their the stress of the everyday world and get to just be a little kid again. And then for others, it's a very sexual, it's for me, it's a very sexual space. I mean, it's not always sexual for me, but when a, a dominant man speaks to me, like I'm a little child, you know, and puts me in a diaper and, you know, takes away my, my, my rights as a, as an adult. And I have to just be a kid playing in their, their place. Oh my God. That is like boner city. That is the ultimate for me. <laughs> You know, and then there's the other side of it for me. Like I love water sports, so I love that I get to walk around a bar and just piss wherever I want. And sometimes it's kind of hot to pee in front of people, and they don't know. And then other times it's fun to tell people. Like my friends are all like, they're used to me walking up behind me, going, "By the way, I'm pissing right now." Like, like yes, God, <laughs> we know, we know you're pissing. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, the, that was so. It was so funny to me at the. You were the one that were emceeing the the Mr. Bullet Leather competition this year, and you got up right on stage and you were like. And just so you know, like at some point during the competition, I'm going to be up here talking and peeing in my diaper and none of you are going to know. <laughs> well, you know, what? I've kind of in, in a really weird way, I've, I've, I've made it this sort of crusade to normalize it a bit just because I, I realize all that time that I spent maybe unconsciously worrying what people would think and not trying it. Because I thought when I had that friend of mine years ago, I mean, I brought him around to the leather parties and I had him do a ABDL thing for my leather club. And never once did it occur to me to try it. Or maybe it did and I just was sort of suppressing it. And I thought for years, if I had gone to a bar and seen one of my friends in a diaper, I would have been like, hey, can I try that? You know, where, how do you do that? Um, I would have felt more comfortable to to do that. So for me, I like being able to go out there and be known this mm -hmm. ABDL or the diaper guy or whatever, because I want people to think if it's something they're curious about, that they should be able to try it, you know? So I, I sort of throw it out there a lot because I kind of want people to know it's okay to do it, you know? Well, let's talk a little bit about your, your, what's it called? The diaper active party that you have. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. You know what that, all right. So going along with this idea of normalizing it, I, I had this idea of when I, it was actually right when I first got into diapers, maybe like within the first year. And I posted something on one of the, the diaper groups I'm on. And I said, hey, if, if we had a diaper party in a bar, would you guys come? And <laughs> I got a lot of really positive response from it. And I thought, well, you know, this is a way to, if I have a party in a bar, it'll be a thing. And then I can run around in the bar in a diaper anytime I want. And nobody will give me a shit. You know, they won't give me a hard time. Right. Right. And so I thought I'll do this one little party. My leather friends can come in their diapers. We can finally sort of be out about it and then just do it whenever we felt like it. And I really thought it was going to be a one time thing. I thought if I get 20 people in diapers in the bar, I'll be happy, you know. Right. And uh, it just started sort of as a lark. And, and the Michael at the bullet was totally like, yeah, hey, sure. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I got a sponsor, uh, Tykables, who's been my sponsor this entire time. And I'll tell you the first night we did the event, it was packed and I was floored because not only did we have the guys from the, and this, well, it's in a gay bar. I, I speak from a male perspective because I'm a gay male, you know, so I'm not trying to cut anybody out. I'm just speaking my truth. But, uh, so the first night we had the party, it's like the bar was filled with people in diapers. And it was the fact that 
um, people from the diaper community, a lot of the guys that had never been out to a public thing before or didn't have a regular public thing to go to were really excited about it. And the guys in the leather community that are into diapers were excited to have a place to go. And then we had a lot of people that were curious because they had never had a diaper party at the bar like that before. Mm -hmm. So um, before the event was even over, Michael was like, when's the next one? <laughs> and, you know, that was six years ago. So we, I've been doing it ever since. And it, I was doing it twice a year. Now I'm doing it three times a year. And it, it's always packed. Well, I literally, uh, this last year, on my friend's birthday, I was just like, let's go to the, like, let's go to the diaper active party. Like, let's go check it out. And she's like, okay, like, what the, whatever. Like, she, she's the kind of girl that loves going to the Bullet in, instead of bars in West Hollywood just because it's so, like, I don't know if real is the right word, but it's just like so like it's so in your face and real, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, that's I'll the only way to describe it. And so we showed up and nobody was there. And she's like, where is everybody? And then we looked at the poster and we're like, damn it, it's next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so then we came back next weekend to the diaper active party. <laughs> that's awesome. And did you did you try diaper on? I didn't, but I was really <laughs> surprised that I there was one guy that I I kind of um, I guess you could say Facebook stalk. I don't really stalk him, but I I do like <laughs> like his photos because he's like really sexy, and we don't really know each other, but you know he's one of those friends on Facebook. <laughs> and I saw him there in a diaper, and I was like, oh fuck, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And I for that very reason, I don't do photography. And it kills me because I'm so proud of this event and I would love to show people across the country because there's a lot of places where you can't do this, you know, or you right. no one, no bars would let you do it. So I want to show people that it's possible and that it's, it's okay. Like if this is your dirty little secret, here's, a, you know, 150 people in a bar out in public having a good time with their diapers. Like I just, I want to show people it's okay. But at the same time, you do have people that are just exploring you do have people who really would hate a picture of them in a diaper to be seen by people on social media and stuff gets around yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. I, I definitely as much as i would love to have a photographer and get a lot of good pictures at the event i don't do pictures at the event for that very reason and um and it's not a matter of shame it's just that i get it people have jobs and this is the one fetish that's really taboo and it could really be you know hurtful for people and i don't want to do that to anybody well, no. you know, I mean, maybe one suggestion that I may have is uh, you could have like a little corner that's like closed off for an optional photo booth. So if people do want to have their picture taken, they could and, and you could ask them, you know, hey, do you want us to post this on the ABDL page or whatever? And, you know, I, I did that one time and it, it, it went really, really well. The only thing is because it actually does get really packed. That's a lot of real estate to take up. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? then running around with the camera taking pictures through a crowd but setting up a little booth area actually does take up like a lot of space so i can't right. I, I don't know right. and if i knew a photographer who was willing to do it i'd be up for it again it's just it's one more thing on top of everything else that i do organizing that it's like oh that's so much work right it's the same thing as someone <laughs> yeah. same thing as those people few people saying you should do video <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no. like great idea but you know if you want to do it yourself great come right, on down right. i'll be happy to have you <laughs> but it's a lot of a lot of, you know because i have to because it's like because i get i like to have go-go boys and i like to we and we have our our, our tent that we have people doing diaper changing. So it's actually a coordination. We have a bag check. There's a lot to coordinate. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you next, is like for those of us who haven't been to a diaper active party or any ABDL party, what does it look like? 
Well, my party, and I might get a little bit of flack. Luckily, people have been really respectful of this. Um, in Los Angeles, there is a lot to do in the pansexual community if you're ABDL. But if you're a gay man and you're looking to hang out with other gay men and you're really into diapers, there's like nothing. And a lot of times, um, I think that in the gay community, we're a lot, lot more open about our sexual interests. And so even if we're not being sexual, there's just something about a lot of gay men together that makes it sexual. And there's like a heightened sexual energy. Whereas when you go to the pansexual events, it's very much centered on age play and very non-sexual. So I wanted to give the gay boys a place to go because, you know, there's things every month that's pansexual and we don't have anything that's just ours. So mm -hmm. a, uh, Diaper Active is a party for, I always say it's for uh, diaper boys and the daddies who love them. Now it's in a bar. It's open to anyone. We have had lots of other people come, you know, and it's, it's definitely welcoming them. But it is a party for the boys. So we do have a changing tent where you can go in and get put into a diaper. And I have uh, male volunteers and we change the boys. And then there's another table that if you know, you're not male or you're somewhere else on the spectrum, you can come in and bring a partner and you can change each other. So there's places for that. So as far as the changing goes, I do remember seeing like a sign up at the diaper active party that said no pooping. And I can understand that because it was like a public thing. But do right. people get off on the idea of, you know, pooping in their diaper? Oh, totally. And you know what? It's it's something when I'm having this conversation with somebody who's curious, that, that's there's always this moment where they get this look in their eye. And I just want to say, I know you're thinking it. I know you want to ask the question, <laughs> the, the million dollar question. And, and it is. It, some people do both. We call it messing. So some people do wet and some people mess. Some people don't even wet or mess their diapers at all some people just like wearing them i think the majority of people like to wet but there are there are group people who do like to mess and the only reason i i try to make the signs kind of funny at the bar because you can't do that because it is a public space and there is a health issue and maybe the people who are uh changing in the changing room don't want to be around that so there's just there's a lot of reasons we don't do it in a public space but i never want to do it in a way that's shaming anybody because it's just as much as is a thing as anything else mm -hmm. and i don't ever want to shame somebody who does it and i think you know and it's it's something even i will go so far that if you're trying diapers it's something kind of worth trying maybe you don't want to and that's totally cool but i i always say i'll try anything once twice if i don't like it so I, I would be remiss if I said I didn't try it because I have. It's you know it's not a it's not a specific interest of, of mine, but it's not something I'm ashamed of. And I think if people want to do it, they should be able to do it and have fun. You know. Right. So does this kind of fall under the category of scat like adjacent, or is this strictly because of the headspace of being like an adult baby? I that's a hard question because I'm not really into scat, so I don't know how somebody who's into scat would approach it. Um, I, I, I guess maybe it's adjacent in the way that wearing diapers is adjacent to water sports, but there's okay. also a difference between peeing on someone or being peed on or drinking pee and peeing into a diaper because right. you're not actually coming in contact with it. And, um, and I guess if someone pees into my diaper, that's more close to water sports than peeing in a diaper myself. So you, you really don't come into contact except for cleaning. So I, I think it's kind of removed from scat, but at the same time, I don't know. I, everything's in the same universe. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say it specifically like if somebody poops their diapers that they're into the scat because that might be the only time they ever do it. Right. And they right. don't really see it unless they're cleaning up, so... You know, mm. but it, it's I, the thing I love is that if you've never done it before and you want 
to try it. My sponsor sends me a whole bunch of diapers. So they have free diapers on hand. And one of my volunteers will put you into a diaper. And then you get to run around a bar. And I've actually had people walk in the bar for the first time and be like, the fuck is going on can i swear i forgot i guess we can oh yeah you uh, can <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here and then an hour later they have a cocktail in one hand they're like all right put me in a diaper let's do this because <laughs> yeah, they don't want to be the only ones and i love right. it I, I i like to call myself a diaper bully sometimes it's like come on everyone else is doing it do it do it so <laughs> well you you mentioned the, the the diaper changing area in the in the back um what what is the the fascination or or what pleasure do people get out of being changed? Um, it's, I mean, it, we can't be really, I mean, in, in a bar situation, it's very like methodical. You know what I mean? It's like having somebody help you get changed in a, in a store. It's very like, here you are, put you in a diaper. Um, but when you're being intimate with somebody and it can become very sensual, and it's also like a power exchange thing. You're giving up power to your daddy or your mommy or whoever you're with, um, your caregiver. And you get to just be a little kid and have someone else take care of this part of you. Mm. So it can be erotic. It can just be nurturing. It can be fun. Um, I know like I go to some private diaper parties and we'll all diaper each other. And in that case, it's just fun. Like we're just having fun with your buddies, changing each other's diapers, you know. Um, it can get very like getting into the age play aspect of it. It can really be uh, an intense experience when someone treats you like a baby or treats you like a little kid and does the powder and wipes your butt down and everything. It's, it can be very, very sensual and in, in some ways incredibly erotic. I love it. I really do. Hmm. That's so interesting. Well, uh, you, you did mention earlier, you know, some people don't want their picture taken because this is kind of one of the more taboo um, fetishes, you know, and can we talk a little bit about maybe the controversy over the fetish and, and is there some kind of shame tied to this? I, I mean, I think so. I think a lot of people see fetishes as something to be shameful about and I guess when you get into leather, there are so many public events now, like International Mr. Leather in Chicago. I mean, that stuff's on the front page of their local papers anymore. No one cares. And you see guys walking around downtown in chaps and harnesses, and it's just, it's the norm anymore. But to see somebody walk around in a diaper or in a, in a adult-sized onesie with a pacifier hanging out of their mouth, it's still shocking for people. Mm -hmm. And so when you're doing it and your picture gets out there and your boss sees it, it's like you might be able to shrug off being seen at, uh, at pride in a harness and leather booty shorts. But if you're seen in a diaper and a pacifier, suddenly it's, it, it's even more taboo than other taboos, you know? And there's also people who love to draw, and this happens in a lot of areas of fetish. There are people who love to draw conclusions between like, oh, if you're into adult baby play, you must be a pedophile or you're into pedophilia. And if you're a human puppy, you must be into bestiality. And I think it's such a ridiculous thing. People will put that idea out there without really thinking about the implications of that. It's a very dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. But if you really think about it, what is a, I'm 51 years old. What does a 51-year-old man in a diaper have anything to do with actual children? Yeah. Oh, nothing, really. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I always love to turn the tables on people who try to pull that shit with me. And it's like, you know, uh, like, do they think that I'm going to get dressed up like a big baby and we'll go to the playground as a decoy and maybe no one will notice? 
Yeah, I mean, it's the most <laughs> absurd idea. And same thing with human puppies. What does a human puppy have anything to do with an actual dog? You know right. what I mean? If two right. adult, two adults are doing something consensual, even if it's outside the norm, God forbid. How? How? Why do people immediately want to equate that with something immoral or wrong? You know, and illegal. It's like we're just having fun, and th these are the roles we like to play. I know people in the vanilla world who do a lot worse than dressing up in little children's clothes. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the the key point is what you said. It's role play. You know. Mm -hmm. You know. I think if we refer to it more as like a role play kind of fetish, a lot of people would understand it more i would think i mean even in vanilla sex there's role play you know oh you're going to pretend to you know people that call their partners daddy there's a there's a song on uh, fluid max rumors album called oh daddy and it's christine McVie talking about her lover right and no no one thinks that's weird that's a you know multi-million dollars selling album for you know all these years and that's perfectly fine but see somebody in a diaper oh we have to have a fit <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I think normal people are weird. I really do. I mean, I <laughs> I love being a big old freak and doing all the the stuff I do. Life is so much more interesting than you know. I <laughs> I always want to joke. I'm going to role play as a stockbroker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a big taboo. I'll role play as a stockbroker. <laughs> what is that line in um, my favorite line in Desperate, not Desperate Living, uh, John Waters' Female Trouble, where Aunt Ida is talking to Gator, and he's a he, he's a he's a straight hairdresser who works in in this salon, and she's like, "Why don't you become a fag and have a nice beautician boyfriend? I worry you'll work in an office and celebrate wedding anniversaries. The world of heterosexual <laughs> is a sick and boring life. I love that. <laughs> you know, I always said, and this is not to diss any of my straight friends because I have lots of straight friends, but I I've jokingly said before. Uh, yeah, but being straight is just so boring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which really isn't true. I know some kinky straight people that are anything but boring. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I suppose vanilla people are interesting in their own way. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember my aunt. I I was talking to my aunt, and I was like, "Have you ever been to a gay bar?" And she's like, "Only twice, but every time it was just like a huge party." <laughs> And we're um, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it usually is. <laughs> um, I do. I love, I, and you know what? I, I like, I, I, I've gone out with some friends. There's a, a few of us who go bowling. Well, we were going bowling because they had $2 bowling nights and $2 uh, Long Island iced teas. And they stopped that. So now we're trying to find something else because we're cheap. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, but it was, fun. yeah, I don't really like bowling, but it was something fun to do. And I, I love that, like, there's something really empowering about being with people who are like you because here we are going to this bowling alley. I think it was in Pasadena and very normal, you know, the normal type of, of bowl, I guess what bowling alley isn't painfully normal, but we were out there and, you know, we had, we would either all wear onesies or wear, we wear little boy shirts and we'd have pacifiers hanging around our necks and, um, Definitely, uh, like my friend Chris, I love that he likes to let his um, 
his pants sag down a little bit so that you can really see actually it's not just him it's all of us but like wearing your pants with your your diaper set you can see your diaper very visibly and especially when you're bowling and you bend over and it's just like what do these people make of us and it's great to go out <laughs> in an atmosphere like that and really not give a shit because we were having so much fun and uh yeah it's kind of nice to sort of like be a little edgy and out there and and just have a lot of fun yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm curious to know, because as far as I know, Diaper Active is the only ABDL party that I've encountered out, out in the community. How does the ABDL community interact with the other kink and fetish community or, or leather community for that matter? For the most part, it has been really separate unless somebody was really emboldened to go to leather event, like there's a, a DJ baby Davey who used to DJ at IML and you always would see him walking around IML uh, for years uh, in a diaper. And now it's starting to happen a little bit, there's a little bit more of a crossover than there used to be. Um, and now like diaper, uh, diaper companies or uh, who was it? Tykables, my sponsor, uh, they actually would have a booth at the Folsom street fair every year for the past four or five years. And okay. so they would actually, and so you would see a group of diaper, you know, diaper boys and diaper people hanging out by their booth. And uh, so you see more and more people in diapers running around Folsom, which I love. I think that's so great. Now, are these like designer diapers or are these just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? It's funny you say, I mean, that, I, I'd never really heard people call them that, but yeah, because regular diapers are something that you have that you would get through medical facilities, you know, and you can actually get a lot of stuff on Well, you can get anything on Amazon anymore, but um, <laughs> you would get like the plain old white diapers or you would get diapers with like a little track on them to show you how much they're filled. So, you know, when it's time to change and that sort of thing, but they're very medical looking. Uh, but then uh, some years ago, these companies started up where they would make diapers with little prints on them. Because if you want to feel babyish, it's a lot more fun to have a diaper on that has little teddy bears and puppies and stuff that right. don't look like you're wearing a medical adult diaper. Um, and again, that goes back to the people who were the diaper lovers and people who were the age players. You know, the age players tend to go more towards the diapers with the prints and the diaper lovers like the ones that are plain white medical looking diapers. But with all the crossover anymore, I think that the diapers with the prints really sell probably a lot more. Well, you should start your own line. <laughs> it's I wish I would love to have, like work in the diaper uh, community. But uh, right now, I don't think there's just at least in LA, there's no play, there's no, no room. And I need to have medical and all the diaper companies are small independent companies. Yeah. I'd love them for doing that. But I, you know, I need medical and dental and everything. So that's, that's hard. Um, but I will say this, the, the, also with the, 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 that whole spectrum in the middle, I was saying, uh, I see myself somewhere Closer to DL, but then I love dressing up in little, like I'm wearing a onesie right now with little monsters on it. And, uh, and I'm in a diaper and I, you know, I'll drink from a bottle and all the things I have a pacifier and I sleep with a teddy bear. So uh, I do like a lot of the babyish stuff. I just don't really get into the headspace of being a little kid. Like a friend of mine wanted to invite me to a, a play party where everyone was going to sit on the floor and color and play with blocks. And I was kind of like, well, I don't know if I would really, that would really be my thing. But uh, I also have this idea that if I met a daddy and he, you know, did the whole dominant thing and put me in that headspace, I could see myself falling into that. So I'm eager to try different aspects. Of, even, even at six or seven years, there are things I haven't yet explored, and I'm really open to that. And I think that's a healthy way to be. 
Well, I did want to, uh, maybe you can touch a little bit on this, uh, just to kind of give us some reference. Cause I, I do want to have a, I have another guest in mind to talk more about this, but the littles, the little community, mm-hmm. is that kind of synonymous with ABDL or is that kind of its own thing? It's, it's part of, it's in the neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Because I, mean, I think also is the fact that when you have people that do engage in age play, you don't want to have your chat trans, like if something would ever happen and there's documented things of calling yourself a little boy or a little girl, and then you're interacting with somebody and like, oh, I was out with my little boy the other day and he's three and that's going to be look, that's going to look real bad. So right. uh, I think the term little has evolved out of that. So that little is somebody who engages in age play and they take the role of being the, the younger one. You know? Got it. Got it. Well, um, Don, I know you're full of stories. <laughs> so That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I've been, I've been told I was full of a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, you well, you know, that too. <laughs> uh, can you share with us maybe one of your more, I, I, I don't know, I guess maybe one of your hottest, sexiest stories in relation to diapers? Sure. Well, actually, the, the very first time um, I was, when I, when I started seeing my friends on FetLife and I really wanted to try it, uh, I, 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 there was this, this daddy that I had been talking to and I told him, he, I knew he was into diapers. And I said, I really want to try this. And I went over to his place. But for one reason or another, we just never got around to doing it. And it went from being a curiosity to a hunger. Because once I, once I thought I was going to get it and I didn't, I had to try it. And so I called a friend of mine. And he had me over. And he stripped me down, put me in a diaper, and then came behind me and played with my nipples while he was pissing down my ass crack. And I was like, oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. Like that was right. Like that was the moment. If, uh, how many people know the exact moment when a fetish is born in their life? And that was the moment that I knew. And uh, I'm gonna give you one more real quick one. I was emceeing the Mister Sister contest. I think it was last year. And Sister Unity saw a picture of me with a little pink cutoff shirt that said "Daddy's Boy" and a diaper. And she said, "You're wearing that at the contest." So I did, because, you know, you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. So I I came out on stage wearing that. And then the second half, I changed into a harness and chaps with the diaper still on. And we were right before the end of the the contest, and we were about to announce the winner. And one of the contestants and one of the sisters were backstage with me. And the crowd had come around the, the stage, you know, to see the winner. It was so thick with people. And they both said, oh, my God, we have to pee. But there's no way we can get through that crowd back. And I'm like, oh, just pee into my diaper. And they were like, what? I'm like, no, come on. I do it all the time. So I left. I let them both piss in my diaper and oh my God, it was so hot. I mean, even though we didn't, we weren't being sexual, just the act of having somebody else pee in my diaper and then walk around knowing that I'm carrying their pee against my body is such an erotic feeling for me. So yeah. And as, as a yellow hanky boy, that, that's, that seems very sexy to me to have someone just like use you as like a, a piss toilet. Or a urinal. Piss urinal. I totally yeah. wanted to go to wet and hot and wearing a white diaper that just had urinal written across the back and just walk <laughs> around and anybody wanted to use me, they could. That just really turns me on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that, that, that little story there is sort of water sports adjacent, I guess you could say. Um, totally. Well, I think a lot of fetishes cross over in one way or another. Like there's a lot of diaper pups out there and, uh, 
Yeah, and I've seen people wear diapers under rubber outfits. It's there's a lot mm. of crossover. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, one more before we go, if you don't mind. <laughs> no, or, no, please. Do you? What about one of your more um, either a funny or embarrassing moment you had in a diaper? Oh, well, <laughs> it takes a it takes a lot to embarrass me. I think uh, the only thing that would come close to that, I was at work one day. And uh, I, I was coming into the lunchroom and I used to be really like, I, I mean, I'm not working now because of everything going on, but this last job I had, I was trying to be respectful of the people I work with by not being out there and in your face about stuff. Cause they were mostly vanilla and a, a few of us were gay, but I was trying to be just, you know, not make waves. And then <laughs> my friend Raul, uh, I went into the lunchroom one day and he was talking to these two women that I was, I had become really friendly with. And I went to sit down and he went, Oh, I was telling them about your diaper party. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, we're having that conversation now. <laughs> and, and then I was fine telling them, but it was just one of those things. Like I, I had not prepared for that at that moment. It's not lunch and table kind of, discussion really. Right. Right. It took me by surprise. And then the irony is that right before the company closed, um, I, I ended up, because I got really close with the, as the company sort of dwindled down, I got really close with all the people that stayed to the to the bitter end. And uh, so I ended up, and they're like, we're on each other's social media, so they had to have seen stuff. So I ended up just telling them about it, and they were really awesome and kind of curious and stuff. So we were all sitting around the lunchroom one day, and the, the VP was sitting with us, and he's very vanilla from what I understand. And so he was like, so what's everyone doing this weekend? And it was the weekend I was doing diaper active. And my one coworker <laughs> goes, yeah, Don, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> now you don't triple dog dare me because if you triple dog dare me, I'm going to do it. And I don't think he expected me to. And I was like, Oh, you mean my diaper event? And I just went right into it. And <laughs> the look on his face was and he was cool. He was like, wow, that's interesting. Like, he was really cool about it. But I just, that initial, and I think there was that moment of, can we talk about this at work? Like, right. Am I supposed <laughs> to say something? Are we going to, you know? Yeah, but it just ended up being really funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, as someone who's, you know, new to kind of the ABDL um, scene, listening to this podcast, and, and they want to kind of get engaged are there any organizations or clubs or, or some way that we can reach out and become more active in this? It's, it's, I mean, there's not a lot of really organized stuff. I know in the pansexual world, there's a group called SOAP, Society of Age Players. And uh, you can find them on FetLife. Just look, look for SOAP. And um, in the gay world, it's 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 a little more difficult um, because a lot of the stuff that people do is like there's a couple of uh, Facebook groups that are private and and I, but you know what FetLife again I think there's an, a gay ABDL group on FetLife um, I know there are some Telegram chats um, I do a Telegram chat if you go, if you go on Facebook and look up Diaper Active which is my event um, every single um, what do you call it uh, event promotion page that I put on. I, I promote it from my own Facebook account because I, I'm trying to get rid of this whole idea that this should be shameful. So God knows what the people I went to high school with think of me because, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, hey, here's me in a diaper. You know, I don't care. But uh, if you go on any of the event pages, I always put a link to the Telegram chat. So uh, that's a good, you know, entry point. So if you pop in there and just tell people, hey, I'm curious about this. Does anybody want to talk? That's a good way to start. Um, there's also, I have to do my little plug. So my event is diaper active. 
obviously right now during lockdown, we can't really do anything, but once events start coming back, we'll be back for sure. Um, there's also an event in Palm Springs that I don't think it's happening this year, but uh, usually in November, it's called Diapered in the Desert. And that's all male because it happens at an all male clothing optional resort. Um, but I, I, I've gone to them in the past and I know the guys that do it and it's such a fun event. So, you know, if you're on the pansexual side, you've got soap. If you're gay and you just want to hang around with the boys, we've got diaper active and diaper in the desert. So wherever you fall on your sexual or gender spectrum, there's a place for you and, you know, diapers are awesome and enjoy it. All right. And how can we reach out to you on uh, social media if we want to find out more? I am just Don Mike. Um, it, there's two of me. One of the pictures is actually my face, and the other one is like a cartoon. Go with the one with my face. The one with the cartoon is kind of a fake profile. Um, <laughs> that's where I keep my weird, super religious family, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't it. want them to start fights <laughs> with my friends. So, uh, so yeah. If you're definitely if you're a kinkster and you're cool, hit me up on my regular Facebook page, just Don Mike. I'm pretty easy to find. And uh, and yeah, and if you're on Facebook, look up uh, Diaper Active, and I'm. I'm the one that organizes it. So my name is up there with uh, the organizer. So you can find me that way too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again for the hundredth time, Dawn. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm not leaving. I'm, you're going to be interviewing someone else. I'm going to be like, hi. Yeah, like, you'll just yeah. pop in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Uncle Arthur on Bewitched. I just pop in every once in a while. <laughs> I love it. Well, I hope to see you soon amidst all of this COVID. And uh... well, I'm under your bed, so just look down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for having me. No, seriously, though, thank you for having me on and thank you for letting me talk about this because I, I like to, you know, I like that people can find out more about it. Makes me very happy. Yay. Before we go, I'd like to do a quick shout out to a few organizations who have spent their time and efforts working to serve the community, especially during this time of COVID-19. The Bullet Bar Pantry, the LALC Cares, and the LA Leather COVID-19 Assist. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance of any kind, please reach out. I will have links in the description below. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Patreon as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet and Facebook as Brandon Bullet. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, All right, stay safe, stay healthy. You're supposed to say, and stay kinky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal that from me. You were waiting we to say it, didn't I? Don't that. Sure. <laughs> That's what editing's for. <laughs> <laughs>